Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 12 of Gaming with Grief. Um, Start out the episode, every episode, by saying I'm not a licensed bonded therapist. I am just sharing my story to share it with you, and hopefully it helps you out. Um, I am going to therapy. My wife and I are going to therapy. And the short of the story is that there's been a lot of loss in a small amount of time in my life. And so I use board games, card games, every kind of game to video games, all kinds of games to deal with what is, you know, to kind of heal and help myself out. And this week I'm going to, I said I would watch a TED Talk on grief and uh, I didn't realize there was so many. So what I did is I just picked... Uh, the most recent one I could find, which I got notes. I took notes. Uh, it was a. Um, it was um, posted three months ago from TED Talks, and it was by um, Nora McInery. I hope I'm saying her name right, but she. Um, it's called "We Don't Move On from Grief; We Move Forward with It," and uh, that's the title of the video. It's on YouTube. That's where I saw it, and um, she has a podcast called "Terrible Thanks for Asking." which I might subscribe to. And uh, she's written a few books. The most recent book is uh, The Hot Young Widows Club, uh, Lessons on Survival from the Front Lines of Grief. So um, go to Terrible Thanks for Asking uh, for the podcast uh, news if you want to check her out. But it was a very short talk. It was about 15 minutes. Um, and it was just really good. She, you know, obviously it seems like she's dealing with her grief in a way of just talking to people, which is fine. You know, you want to talk to people, you want to share their experience. And it seems like other people that have gone through this uh, shared their experience with her. She started a support group uh, called the the Hot Young Widows Club, which is the title of her book. And just to paraphrase everything that she talked about in her um, TED Talk, it was basically her talking about how the number one thing that her group and her always heard about loss was, you know, they heard from other people uh, that hadn't experienced the same level of loss or loss at all. They just kept telling her and her friends uh, in this club, in this group, to just move on. You know, m- you need to move on. And I think that's why they titled the TED Talk what they did, which was, you know, i say again, it was called, um, you know, we don't move on from grief, we move forward with it. And that was kind of her thesis of the whole thing, even though it was really short. Her idea was that she talked early on that she had lost her father to uh, cancer and she had lost her husband to cancer. I believe it was three, four years ago. I think she said 2014. But anyway, uh, she lost people she cared about in a short amount of time. And she said what she heard the most from people in her circle was people that hadn't experienced grief would just kind of say, well, you know, you need to move on or find a place to move on. And she said... um, you know, that's not what this is. This is me moving with grief because she still talked about her husband in the present tense because she said he's still with me in a way and not in a metaphysical way, but like his memories and how she felt about him and how much she loved him is still with her. So you kind of carry these things with you. And I thought that was pretty amazing because I think I've heard the same thing from people, you know, about just moving on. And it's, um, it's hard uh, to do that, it's hard to move on. Some days, I, you know, I think about my parents every day. I think about my kids every day. Um, and I mean, luckily, I'm going to therapy. Like I said at the beginning of the show, my wife and I are going to therapy, and uh, it's helped out a lot. You know, it's um, something I wouldn't think would help, but uh, I mean, it's you know, and and it's one of those things too. I just realized I haven't 
gone in a few weeks. And I just have this feeling. I think before that, I missed about six weeks, which was kind of terrible, you know, to go that long without sharing your feelings. But, um, which seems weird, but like now that it's been two weeks, I think it's been two or three weeks, um, I miss it. And I miss sitting there talking with someone that's going to say, you know, I I think your loved ones sometimes they don't want to call you on whatever bullshit you have or they want things to be good, you know. I mean, my wife's honest with me, but, you know, she's also dealing with grief. So what do you say to each other? What do you, how do you, like, what am I can't tell her to move on, you know. I'm definitely not going to tell her that. Uh, I don't think I've ever told her that. Uh, what do you, what do you say to people that experience that? How do you, how do you deal with that? You know, it's, but I miss it. I miss sitting in there. Uh, and I think I've talked about in other episodes too, about, you know, someone telling you, no, you're not, you're not crazy. Uh, these things are normal. And just someone saying, or someone saying, Hey, you know, this is what you're doing. is not right. It's not constructive. It doesn't help you. Um, it's not good. You know, stop doing this thing that you're doing. Uh, or, no, you need to do this. Don't do this thing. It's not helping you do this other thing. Whether that's talk to your loved ones or just go for a walk or something. You know, the idea is, you know, you need to be working towards something, you know, the, the forward progress, I guess. And so I think that's, you know, that's what I miss. Uh, I hate to say it, but I haven't written anything in a while. Um, I'm still doing the Dragon Age pen and paper campaign, uh, which has been fun. But it's giving me an idea for more stuff. And unfortunately with my job, um, I've been working a lot of overtime lately, so it's a little hard. But I am going to make a point to write. Because I keep getting these ideas, and they don't go away. So I need to write them down. Because it's just, um, you know, it's, it's crazy sometimes uh, to just randomly hear bits of dialogue in your head. Not anything violent. Like I said, if, you know other episodes if you're feeling violent or whatever you know talk to someone it's not that you just get glimpses of weird random people in your life or you hear a line of dialogue at least for me you hear a line of dialogue and think that's interesting um so i I need to do that i I think for me i mean obviously my therapist pointed out that would greatly help and and he told me something he said listen if, if it has to do with grief you know don't worry about running away from it and not writing about grief write about grief and when he gave me the assignment months ago, I did it a little bit, and um, everything I wrote was about grief, even though I thought, mm, I don't think this is about grief. And then a day later, I would read it and say, oh, this is this is really about grief. So, you know, I need to sit down and do it. Uh, mentally, work has been pretty exhausting, um, and I just, it happens every summer. If you, like I said last episode, if you were going to trade especially construction, summer is usually a busy time. And, and I don't know why it catches me by surprise every year. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I must just be incredibly forgetful because every year the idea that summer is busy and crazy is insane to me and I don't understand why. So anyway, um, yeah, it was like, it, it was a good Ted talk. It was only 15 minutes. I'm probably going to watch another one, um, next week, uh, like a longer one. Um, some of these are older, not to say that it's not good, relevant information, but, um, I don't know. I, I think also there was a podcast I found, it was called, um, I'll do more research on this next week, but it was called the psychology 
of video games. So I kind of wanted to get into that because I know I enjoy games, but I don't know what it is about uh, playing them or whatever that allows me to kind of unravel and un... Not in a bad way. Unravel sounds bad, but like kind of unwind. So there's probably something that podcast I actually had three psychologists on there. Um, so I think that'll be like an interesting perspective. I'm trying to think creatively. Um, I uh, Oh, we watched uh, Good Omens on Amazon Prime, and that was very good. My wife and I really liked it, and we watched... Um, What's it? Oh, The Boys, also on Amazon Prime. Uh, very good. Very violent, but good. I'm just pointing out that it's violent because there may be some people out there that don't know what it is, and it's R. It's, uh, every warning you see on TV with the sexual content or nudity or violence or adult content or whatever, that's all there in almost every episode. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I think it's good. But, I mean, back to the grief. Um, I think uh, Nora's point was really good, and it kind of hit me. The idea that, you know, I thought it was crazy because you think, well, I'll just move on someday and forget about my mom and my dad and my kids. It just won't be as important. But it's been a few years for my father. It's been, you know, a few years for my mother. It's been less time for, you know, the last miscarriage my wife had, the last kid we lost. But, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to fade. You know, the idea of time, I mean, I guess time does heal all wounds. Um, but I think maybe what it does is kind of, I don't know if it totally heals them, but at least it makes them faded a little bit, if that makes sense. So they don't feel as terrible or, I don't know, immediate maybe. You know, the... The horrible pain I felt uh, when my mom was dying. And, um, you know, I'm an only child, so this is going to sound terrible, but um, I'm an only child, and she was on life support, and you have to make a decision. She wasn't on life support that long, maybe 12 hours, something like that. And I had tried to sleep uh, in the room, but I couldn't. And I woke up and found she was on life support, and, um, you know, I had to tell them to turn everything off because years ago my mother did ask that she said you know if I'm ever on a machine uh I don't want to be on a machine like if if there's a possibility that I'm sick and I'm on a machine I don't want to be on a machine I might have talked about this before in the episode of my mom I'm just I thought about it today in relation to the TED talk which was you know like you don't move on you just move forward with this this feeling you know and even though the nurse told me uh that I made the right choice that a lot of people still fight even when there's no there's nothing that can be done. That it was good to turn everything off and let my mom rest. That uh, it's hard for some people. And I think, you know, I thought about that. Um, I thought about our son where the doctor said, you know, we can, we can scrub everybody and get everybody here. We can get everybody, uh, all the ambulances and medical things and all that. We can get it all here right now if you want. And we can do that. And there's a very slim chance that we could save uh, your son, uh, Adam, our, our, the middle child that passed. And, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't do it. We just said, well, let's see what happens. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, they said, you'll have about 15 minutes and that's about what we had with him. You know, he passed. So, um, you know, did we make the right decision? I don't know. 
you hear miracles or strange things online about you know their kid being totally fine at that point and that it totally worked out for people but um i don't uh, i don't know i don't know you know i'll think about that i'll think about what what happened so um you know i loved him for the little bit of time i could spend with him and uh you know you think to yourself i want to do everything to save my kid but uh you know you're you're in shock um you're in denial uh you think he's gonna pull through um we obviously want to do everything for our baby, but we didn't. We didn't know, and I'll think about that, you know, a lot. And uh, you know, our other our other babies, we, we like, what could we have done? You know, we especially with the third child. You know, we did a cerclage. My wife had a cerclage. Uh, it was a simple procedure that lasted, if forty minutes, maybe something like that. And uh, you think to yourself, okay, this is great. This is, um, you know, we got to do this. Everything's gonna be fine after this. You're a little bit cautious because you think, well, this is, you know, it's gone terribly uh, two other ways. So, uh, you know, w- what else could go wrong? But then with the cerclage and the, the high-risk doctor telling you everything's going to be okay, uh, and, then, and then, you know, my wife had a miscarriage anyway, so it wasn't okay. It didn't, it didn't work out. Um, I don't blame the doctors. Uh, they did what you would do in a high-risk situation, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's what I think about, you know, and especially this TED talk about you have to move with these things together. You know, you have to move on with these things. It's true. It, uh, I won't ever forget that stuff, you know, or the, the time I spent with my father when he was really sick. Uh, his was a little bit better. My mom's was very sudden when she took a turn for the worse. It was probably a week, and my father was probably a month or two where it got really bad. So, you know, at that point you're thinking, oh, I don't... I don't know if I could do this anymore. I don't know if what's going to happen, but uh, you know, it's just uh, he got he got sick and he passed, and uh, I think he, he passed in his sleep, which was good. Um, but just uh, you know, seeing him at the end, just so skinny. Um, I think you know that stuff. I might have lost a point. I, I I think that stuff kind of fades a little or is blunted by time. But I still remember those things. But I think it get, it gets easier to look at the the forest for the trees, you know. Like if you see the one thing, you know, my father and mother both in hospitals. My father's more in a rehab center, but you know them there. And then that's a terrible moment, and I remember those moments. But I also remember the great stuff that my parents did with me, you know, like my mom really loving movies and trying to get me to love old movies, which. I'm sorry, did not happen, but she tried. She tried so hard with Mighty Joe Young and, uh, oh, man, Jane Eyre, that old, I think Orson Welles was in that, and uh, did not do it for me. You know, Arsenic and Lace, and she just had this big grin on her face about how great the movie was, and, you know, I just didn't get it. I still don't really get it. You know, she also loved flowers. When I moved into my house, she came here at, like, 6.45 in the morning on a Saturday, and I'm, I'm not crazy. I don't party. I was just up late playing, I think, like World of Warcraft or something. And I just went to bed. Normal thing. Friday night, ah, it's like midnight. I should go to bed. Went to bed, woke up, heard noise outside my house. And my bedroom's right outside my window where the planter box is. And I woke up, and all of a sudden, my mom is out there planting flowers. And I'm like, what the heck? And I go outside, and I'm like, Mom, what is going on? What are you doing? What is happening? 
She goes, oh, I just thought I'd come over and plant some flowers. You know, you need some color here, you know, and you got a little planter box. So I thought I'd just come here and uh, being so annoyed with her that she would do that. But, you know, I, I kind of look back at it and I, I, you know, I would love for her to plant flowers in my flower box now, you know, like just to come over and be like, oh, I got you a daisy. She was so good at flowers. We got these weird flowers in our, in our, um, in our garden now. I have no idea what they are. I have no idea. And every time we look at them, my wife's like, I don't know what that is. We can probably Google it. I'm not going to lie. We can Google it and see what it is. But, you know, I don't know what it is. And uh, if I called my mom and said, hey, we got these weird flowers. Here's what they look like. I could probably send her pictures. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, this is X, Y, and Z. And then my next question would be, how do you kill it? I want it gone. It's not that I don't like pretty flowers. It's just that it seems like the most that we have is growing out of control or it becomes a weed. And, uh, you know, we were clearing sticker bushes in the back. Uh, a tree is overgrown. I think it's like some kind of rhododendron. It's taken over, like grown into another section of my neighbor's yard. Long story short, my mom would know about that stuff, you know. And my father, you know, I just remember the, the hours we spent on the phone talking about movies or politics or whatever, even though as he got older, he was a little bit more... Uh, conservative, which is fine. And I think at the end, I think any, if anybody differs with you on politics, especially, you know, my dad, my dad did have the kind of fortitude or the, the patience to kind of like when you were done talking and he got really animated towards certain things, he would kind of, he would kind of pause and go, yeah, but it's all pretty, it, it's all pretty messed up. It's, uh, they're all messed up. You know, it's all the politicians are, they're pretty messed up. Um, and I think uh, I think as long as you can do that, even if you're you know a liberal or a conservative, you can just take a step back and go, well, it's all pretty messed up. So it doesn't really matter, you know, if I like this person or like that person. It's just you know it doesn't work. It's wrong, you know. So uh, yeah, I think that's what I, I think that those things I cherish more than the terrible memories, you know. And uh, my friend Ben, uh, who passed away. Um, like in the beginning of this year, March, I want to say March 8th. Um, you know, he was, a, he was a great person and he, we didn't really get in fights or anything. I think we got in like one disagreement about something. Uh, and he got so animated, he poked me in the chest with his finger. And that was the m- most, like the angriest I've ever seen him. So I, you know, I think one for that many years is pretty good. You know, I think uh, most people, if you have close friends, you get in one fight you know, over your career or time together, and then that's it. You get it all out. And uh, I think we only had one, but we made each other laugh a lot. You know, he uh, he kicked me out of his house when I ruined a Star Wars book, which everybody out there could be listening to this and laughing, but uh, he hadn't read the book yet. And apparently I had heard something about a Star Wars book, about a character death, a character's death, and I didn't want to... Um, apparently I didn't care about ruining it, so I actually told him, hey, Ben, did you hear this? happens that a character this character dies and uh, he told me to get out and he made me stand on the porch and then like a minute later he let me in and it was cold it was winter and it was just pretty funny because uh he said the only reason he was letting me in the house was because uh one of his housemates he had some roommates somebody had already told him uh had already spoiled it for him so you know he said you're lucky (laughs) but uh yeah he was joking but uh, but he did kick me out of the house, so maybe not joking that much. And then he uh, we played board games together, and he was really good with rules. You know, like I think I'm pretty good with rules, but you do spend a lot of time learning new games. And um, 
I think for him, he just had a knack for that kind of stuff. He could just like kind of glance over stuff and say, oh, this is how this is supposed to work or that system is supposed to work. And you just get to playing. It was great. He was like some, he had some weird mind meld with the creators, you know, when you'd read that stuff. So, I mean, that's the stuff I remember with my friends, you know. Ben helped me with the podcast, with another podcast called Second Rate Fellows, which, you know, kind of ended uh, when my mother started getting sick. And then obviously Ben passed. But uh, he helped me come up with the name. Uh, It was a good name. I was going for something else. And uh, I think Fellows stuck in my head. Uh, I like the idea of being a, like, like, hello, good fellow. And he, we were talking about it, and he said, what about second rate? Because, you know, no matter what we've done, uh, none of it's been Oscar-worthy or Emmy-winning or, you know, we haven't won any awards. I mean, we filmed a short movie and did some short films, um, did some uh, independent film festival stuff together. But we never, we never, um, yeah, (laughs) we never... uh, uh, you know, we didn't win any awards. So his thing was, uh, why don't we just call ourselves Second Rate Fellows? And I thought that was really good. And I didn't like it at first. It's one of those things where it grows on you, right? I, I think it's a good name for a website now. But you're probably hearing it thinking, that's not a very good name for a website. I don't really like that. Um, but it was Ben's idea. He came up with the Second Rate part. So he contributed to two-thirds of a three-name title for our podcast. So it was great. And we talked about movies and stuff like that. And we just... You know, we just recorded it. It was good. I don't. It was on SoundCloud. I don't think. I don't think anybody. I mean, like this one. I we had twenty five episodes, so I don't think anybody heard them. Nobody knew approached me and said, "Oh, good podcast." You know, Um, I think I advertised this one more though because I would just tell Ben, "Hey, I'm doing a podcast," and he would listen. You know, and now I have couple of people I've told. Um, I did put something on Twitter. By the way, if you want to write to the show, the email address is gwgjac at outlook.com. That's gwgjac at outlook.com. And um, yeah, uh, write to me there. Uh, if you want me to read it on the show, I'll read it on the show. If you don't want me to read it on the show, let me know. This will go up. Um, Monday morning at 7 a.m. on www.gamingwithgrief.com and it'll go it'll go up um, like pretty much immediately. I'm recording this Sunday night, so it'll go up pretty much immediately on uh, SoundCloud when I'm done recording this. But just look for 7 a.m. on www.gamingwithgrief.com and it'll go up there. You can find it there. You can I'll, I'll enable comments. You can uh, write me a comment there, like you like the show. Or you, maybe there's a question you want me to read or something like that. I'll read that. So um, I think that's it for the episode. So, again, check out that TED Talk from uh, Nora, Nora McGearney, which I'm hoping I'm saying her name right, Nora McGearney. And then uh, she's got the podcast called Terrible Thanks for Asking. Uh, check out her book. Um, she didn't pay me to say any of this stuff. I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, the title of the video is We Don't Move On From Grief. We Move Forward With It. So, um, yeah, just check that out. Uh, if you like the video, drop a like down below. Uh, the you know, Say you like it on the comments tab or something. And then I think you can like it on SoundCloud. So, yeah, um, have a good week. I think next week I'm going to talk about writing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and write. I'm going to talk to you about writing. I read, uh, I've read it a few times, I think two or three times, Stephen King's book called On Writing. And I think it's a really good book. 
So I'm probably going to talk about that a little bit uh, next week. And then I will, I promise I will write something. Um, so yeah, I have some goals, some writing goals for myself. Um, so hopefully I won't break those. But yeah, and I'll do that next week. Again, if you want to write to me, write, go to www.gamingwithgrief.com. Uh, I'll make sure I enable comments. You can drop a comment there. And uh, the email address is gwgjac at outlook.com. So have a good week, everybody, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.